Well, 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 here we go again. Another little show. We call it Process is Everything. Hello, Blake. How you doing, buddy? What's up, buddy? I'm blessed. I'm Tracy Good. This is Blake Cook, and we uh, interview some of the finest people in the country, and buddy, today is no exception. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have uh, we have got the uh, the great Millen Patel, and let's go ahead and start this out. Blake, Blake's got a question for let's you. Clear, let's clear the air. Uh-huh. People go straight to Milan. They go straight to Milan. Milan. Yep. What is it? Yeah, so the Indian pronunciation is Millen. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we Millen. know you as that's Millen. Right. I've that's been saying right. Millen for years. Yeah, that's the Indian. Uh, it's Milan in Russia. It's uh, Milan in Italy, Spain. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's, there's a different pronunciation. Like if you go to like Taiwan and all those areas, so it's an Indian, it's Millen. 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 I love, we've, we had it right this whole time. Yep. Well, listen, when we were going to get started today, we were going to bring in seltzers from yes. Bottoms Up. Shout out to Bottoms <laughs> hey, Up. Right shout out. Thank you. Thank you. And we were going to do a taste test. We didn't set it up, but I want to know if you even like seltzers. Yeah, so uh, I like the spirit-based ones. Um, right. the, I, are I, they all spirits? No, some are malt, and you know, that doesn't uh, exactly appetize me. I mean, I, I feel the after, I taste the aftertaste. But I like the vodka base, like the, the high ha- noons. The happy dads okay. are pretty sick, though. Yeah, I've, I've had it before, but, you know, I'm spoiled, so I like the high noons. <laughs> what, what's your favorite high noon? Peach. Peach. Oh, man, and I love high noon. Blake, for my birthday last year, he brought me a four-pack of high noon. Yeah, and it was I'd, 48 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I drink every one of them and ran around. That was not from bottoms up. Uh, you know, I've tried to recreate them at home, and man, it's a hit or miss. I've tried to do the four or five shots of seltzer, one shot of vodka, and like a little bit shot of juice, and it just I just can't get it right. Man, you know I tried to make my own Frosties from Wendy's, and it's just never the same. <laughs> so, I never. So like owning a liquor store, right? Do you, do you drink often? Do you drink every day, yeah, twice good question. a week? Yeah, uh, yeah, every twice day. a week, yeah, okay. three times a week, maybe. That's good, yeah. semi pro. You're yeah. a semi pro. Um, maybe um, I replace out the Coke. You know what I mean? Like if I yeah. if if I had to have a tasty beverage, I mean, used to be nobody looked at calories and sugar and all that, but now you're like, well, if I can have a, which I love Coca Cola by the way, but I mm-hmm. mean, um, if you could have a one Coke or one High Noon, you'd probably say, well, let me get the High Noon a Mick Ultra or whatever. You know, you just yeah. get a tasty beverage, you know, with your meal <laughs> yeah. or whatever. <laughs> you are so much more than people ever. I mean, you're always moving. You're a part of so many uh, community organizations. You're you're doing things. You're on the move all the time. You know, I didn't even know until today. I started doing a little research for show prep. University of, or University of Oxford. Yeah, economics. I mean, uh, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. I was just a little summer thing, but I mean, uh, I mean, it it was a great experience. I stayed there four months. Awesome. Uh, I did good, and uh, you know, for someone that came from the south, oh yeah, we were just as educated as they were. <laughs> How know? about that? That's right. They right? just talk funny. Yeah, we talk a little slower, but we're smart. That's all know? right. Yeah, that's a miss. I mean, you say if you talk slow, you're, no, that's you talk right. slow. You just Slower-er. got more time to think about. That's it. right. You know, so um, BBA went, from Terry University, mm-hmm. yep, and then uh, of course uh, MBA from Mercer, uh, Emory. Oh, Emory. Yep. I'm sorry. Still O on it, so don't be sorry. <laughs> So when when you say you're from the South, where, where are you from? So I was born in um, I was born at um, Edison, New Jersey. Is where I was born. Uh, we didn't stay there long, and then not the South. Yeah, not, not, the, not south. the South. And then I spent a good bit of my early childhood in uh, Lower Appalachian Mountains, a town called Rocky Mountain, Virginia. Very cool. Uh, it's near Roanoke. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, so it's near Roanoke, Blacksburg, Virginia Tech, okay. where Michael Vick was from. Yes, sir. So we were. Um, we were probably about 35 minutes outside of Roanoke. And then at 11, um, moved to a suburb of Atlanta, Noonan, Georgia. Wow. And stayed there until... How was that experience? Man, you know, at the <laughs> time, it was uh, heartbreaking, right? Because you, 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 you give up and lose what you think is normal. But when I look back at it, it was probably, you know, I'm glad my dad moved around. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm, when I say moved around, I mean, we didn't move around like military. But I'm glad I saw a couple of different cultures at an early age. Awesome. That is awesome. 
this hat uh, on your head? You big Atlanta Braves fan, or is that just a sweet hat? Yeah, I love so, that. You know, I'm real eclectic in that sense. Yeah. If I like the colors in something, oh yeah, it's like an instant buy. I mean, I'm very spontaneous. So I'm the wrong person to send into a grocery <laughs> store or whatever. But uh, no, I love the colors. I, 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 I like the. St- I'm not trying to make a statement, but I love the Braves. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, I I saw when Sid Bream slid into home, obviously. So you know, uh, the collision I'm, at yeah, home. I'm, play. I'm very big play. We very, all very remember nostalgic. That. That's right. So, but I love the colors more so than anything else. And if it would have had something else, I wouldn't have bought it. But it had Atlanta, so you know, I mean, match made in heaven. Go for it. So you have a ton of stuff going on all the time. Tell us about some of the things that you're into right now. I know you do some real estate stuff. You got Bottoms Up is coming out. What's some of the big things that you're doing right now? Yeah, I mean, shoot, I mean, I would say even the small things are big, right? Because you impact everybody, you impact people, you impact your community. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you know, overall, we we probably have two parts of our business, which, you know, if you, I didn't get asked, you know, I wouldn't share it. But um, we we run we run going concern businesses. And then we also are, I would say, we're moderate, you know, real estate developers, right? So what we're... What we did recently, which we're still kind of doing, is, you know, we were the, the successful um, buyer of the bankrupt assets of the Sears Roebuck Corporation here in Albany. Mm-hmm. So that was a challenge to get that and then find value in it. And then one of the ways we found value was we uh, basically excavated the building and got rid of it. And we were able to sell the, the part of that small property to a hotel developer. And, um, you know, these are the things you have to do. I mean, you know, malls are dying in the United States. There's no question sure. about it. But the underlying opportunity under the mall isn't dying. You know, so things, you know, and that's where opportunity comes from. It comes from a death. Mm-hmm. You know, right. nothing living is an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. right? So, you know, they say death is the greatest change agent in the world because it creates the next opportunity. So, you know, so that's one, something we're doing. I mean, obviously, we would have loved to. We were, um, we, we unsuccessfully um, made a, bid for the mall property, the rest of it. And uh, we were unsuccessful in that, and it wasn't meant to be at that time. But, you know, good things are going to come to Albany Mall. There's a lot of people here that that need services and shop and need goods, and, and I think I don't see I don't see that area going bad anytime mm. soon. It, it will get revitalized at some point. Sure. I mean, but for the locals that might be listening to this, it's something happening with the hotel. Is the hotel going to... Up. Yeah, uh, so the, the the gentleman is a local. Um, it's a local franchisee here. He's regional, in fact. He's very successful. So uh, he's going to do a good project, and um, it just brings. You know, it's it's a very comforting thing to see 100, 120 nice parked cars in a very well lit parking lot in the middle of your town. Yeah, the last thing you need, Absolutely. you know, you know, in in the in emotion they say darkness creates darkness, right? Like so, if you have a bad day, if you had a a, a, a day that didn't work out, that's darkness. So then you'll lead to more darkness. So the real estate business is the same way. Yeah. Darkness creates darkness. You have to keep businesses lit, open, and successful because then one creates the other. So hopefully having light at the Albany Mall in, in terms of a new open business will maybe shed light on some other businesses. Where does all of this philosophy come from mm-hmm. that you bring into your day-to-day life and business? Yeah, man, it's just your personal ethos, right? I mean, I read a lot. I, I get in, inspired by the things I see, the things I read, the things that make me feel good, um, the things that make me happy. And I know that's a cliche word, but, you know, you, you know, happiness is not a destination, right? It's a journey. So you just have to wake up every day thinking that you're doing the right thing. And, and, and if it makes you feel good and truly good with with utmost confidence and utmost self-reflection, then you did something right. Was 11-year-old Millen an entrepreneur? That's, that, I've always, you know. So 11-year-old Millen was probably very scared. Um, he was, uh, I was, he was, but, I mean, it just, my childhood is probably, I wouldn't say broken, but it was challenged, right? Like, so, you know, um, so I grew up in a time where, people of minority um, significance were often, you know, so there was a time it probably, they were like, you're either, you're either black, you're either white American, black American, or you're other. And if you're other, you're, you're most related to the most majority population at the time, which was, which was Latin, Hispanic, mm-hmm. you know? So I was often misconstrued outside of Indian origin. Um, you know, it goes to show you like, you know, and, and, and I disbelieve in some of this theory, but we, 
we live in a world where people are may, may lead you to believe there's more division and racism than possible. And I would tell you that I disbelieve that because we're more educated today. We're more likely to try other foods and cultures and clothing styles. And I think we're more receptive. I think there's someone out there that wants us to believe differently. But truly, when I was growing up, that was the notion that they didn't know you as a as, as Millen or whatever. They just knew you as the, what they thought you were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes correcting that was not very beneficial. Mm-hmm. So you just live through it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I'd say it was challenging. Um, I'd say um, I was very different compared to everyone else. So, uh, but you know, hey, uh, I lived through it and, and I had some good years and, and, um, and I learned a lot from it. So where, where did the entrepreneurial spirit come from? Um, boredom. You know, just... God almighty, just, uh, you know, being bored can be good and being bored, I mean, being being bored can be very good sometimes. And I shouldn't say boredom, but lack of satisfaction. And and that, and I tell people all the time, like, I'm very satisfied, I'm very, um, I'm very happy, but I'm not satisfied. Right. And if you're not satisfied, then you keep going. So at some point, I just maybe wasn't satisfied. Yeah. And not being satisfied, you always think that, you know, you can do it, right? Like, so you see something, you can do it. I mean, you see someone else do it, you think you can do it. So that's kind of a little bit of that combination of boredom, not being satisfied, and and sometimes success, right? Like, if you do it one time and you, you did it right, then you're like, okay, I can do it again. It's fun. It's fun. That's yeah. right. Do you see that in your kids now? Are, you, are they you watching dad? How many kids do you have? Two. So the, these two little guys are watching dad and mom do their thing, go through life in the process. This is a process show. Yeah, that's right. They're watching how you do things. Are you are you seeing some of the things that, that you were? Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, uh, I've known my wife for 22 years, and she and I are total opposites. Um, I'm, I'm very one way, and she's the other extreme. And in that regard, we're polarizing. She's very risk adverse. She's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Um she, she sweats when the gaslight comes on and, and I push it. I love it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's on zero for 20 miles and I'm like, it's going to be okay. Five more miles, man. Five more miles, right? I mean, so we're very opposites in that case. So what, what, I, what I enjoy seeing is I enjoy seeing a product of someone that can take the qualities of two different, but yet I would like to say beautiful characteristics you know i think there's qualities about me that can be deemed beautiful and i definitely know there's qualities about her that i take to be beautiful but you know so she's very warm she's incredibly caring giving um she's organized which i'm organized but in a chaotic way so (laughs) you see and then what, what it is is that you know if today if someone told me to be a certain way that was opposite of me i would i would defend it i would say no but i enjoy seeing it in someone else that that i'm you know going through life with you know like i enjoy being around people that are not like me because that's where, that's where you make a lot of movement, right? Because mm-hmm. you have someone on your side that's different from you. I'm the opposite of my wife. She's extremely intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would disagree there. I think you both. You, I think you both probably are on the same scale there. She has great taste. Though. Yeah, she. Tell you a terrible taste in men. So, in 15 seconds, name all of the businesses that you're involved in. Oh wow! So um, let's see. I have Nukes. I have Bottoms Up. Uh, I'm a commercial landlord. Uh, we have probably 120,000 square feet of rentable space. Um, we have four, five, six, seven ground leases. Um, we have a lodging business in Noonan. We have a couple retail stores. We, um, we're master developing a very big parcel of land in Noonan, Georgia. So, I mean, we just are, um, I, I, I wish I had two extra hours in a day, man. Well, I, I mean, some people can't juggle making the oatmeal, getting the coffee, and getting to work. How do you manage and juggle all of these things at one time? You share the opportunity. You know, you 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 can't. You know, you only need one plate to eat. Mm-hmm. So when you share the opportunity, you find people that believe in your vision. It's just that. See, in in the Indian culture, this is what we believe. We believe a good partner is your opposite hand. So like most people are right-handed, right? Mm-hmm. So we believe that when you have the right partner, he give, that person gives you two right hands. So now you have two dominant hands. So if you normally, we, everybody has a strong hand and a weak hand. Yep. But how, how, how could you change the world if you had two strong hands? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You that know, so, and that's what you do in life. You try to always get a stronger hand or a stronger mind or a stronger body or a stronger vehicle or whatever. You know, you try to add strength. So, you know, you share the opportunity, man. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm 
this, I hope this doesn't sound wrong because it's, I hope it sounds good, but I was fortunate enough not to have to work to provide anymore. I, and when I was able to work to build things and build others, it became a lot more fun. It became a lot more motivating. But those long, those just not a, those just 10, 12 years ago, I was, I was working to survive. Mm-hmm. I was working to pay bills, you know? And, you know, that's the great thing about life. You know, life's 10 years at a time. And, you know, that's what I believe. And you can, you can be, have a bad 10 years and you can have an awesome 10 years. Mm-hmm. So you share the opportunity, man. You, you, some people don't have, I tell people all the time, we're the same. It's just that maybe I have more resources. You know, I, and I tell that to everyone. Mm-hmm. I tell that to people that wash cars, that are teachers, that do even high level or low or mid-level trades. We're, we're the exact same. We just, some just have more resources. And, and that's and that's a very in deep thing if you think about it, and that's what separates a lot of society is just the access to resources. And not everyone wants to be Mill and Patel. Some people want to go to one job. They want to get off at five o'clock that's, and that's they right. want to do their thing. No doubt about. It. And that's a that's a great thing. Absolutely. That um, there's a there's many times that um, the the naysayer in me wishes I could be that way. And and maybe one day I'll train myself to be that way. Come on now. It, it'd be a, it'd be a, it'd be a training, okay? Right, right. I mean, it'd be like dieting. It'd be a whooping, okay? It'd be a process. It, it'd be a dieting. I mean, it'd literally be like giving up. It'd be like giving up chicken wings for like oh, man. green beans and asparagus or something. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean it, 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 it'd be a training, okay? So uh, so out of all of your your ventures, and I don't want to go to that dark place, sure. but tell me what you consider to be your biggest failure out of all your ventures. Yeah. Um, and and if you can think of it, how did you learn from it? So I can say I have multiple failures. You know, I have failures that were financial, and I have failures where we ended the partnership and there was a big fight. Um, so I would say failures are multiple ways. You know, I've had I've had ventures where I was incredibly successful on the on the financial side, and you know, uh, the, the the people were just not happy or something. So you know. Failures come in many forms. I mean, you know, obviously what you're asking seems like a little bit more economically driven, but sure. but um, I mean, I'd have I'd, I'd have some failures. Some were some were like where you didn't exactly harmonize the relationship at the end. Mm-hmm. And for that answer, I would say what I learned from it was just don't do just don't be with bad people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the world the world tests you with bad people because it tests you how you're going to react. Mm-hmm. And back then, I used to fight, and today I walk away. You know. Um, and don't get me wrong now, I, I can still fight if I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, if you ever want a headache, let, watch, two, pe- watch t- two smart people fight. Yeah. You know, and, and, and watch two strong people fight or two right. rich people fight. It's a headache. <laughs> well, you know, and, and two, with having multiple businesses, obviously that means you're sharing that investment or you have a, a lot of employees as well. Uh, you know, right now, it's a very difficult time to find, maintain, retain good people seems like you do a pretty fantastic job considering the situations that we're in right now how do you do that how do you make that work man you know again you share the opportunity you know um one of the tricks that i've always used i shouldn't say trick because it sounds like it's almost like uh orchestrated but one of my um i don't want to say mission that seems like a business word but one of my um uh, joys is to ask someone who comes before me what their goals are and I think a lot of times in life, like whether you work or this or that, ultimately there's a goal that you have that you're trying to get to. Like, you know, I don't live to work, right? I work to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, hold on. I won't. I don't, yeah, I don't live to work. I work so I can live. Right. Right. That's what I meant to say. That's right. So, so <laughs> I mean, I love what I do. Don't hit me wrong. But there's a, that's just a, that's just an engine that gets me somewhere. So a lot of times, Blake, to answer your question, man, you just, you really got to get into them and see what makes, you know, listen, not, I can't make everyone an owner but I can really help you accomplish a lot of your goals. And you'd be surprised how, how simple a lot of people's goals are. Yeah. I mean, they just, some people just want to be a homeowner. It's not that hard. You know, some people, I'll give you an example. Before this inflationary period, you can get a decent house on the 229 for, let's say, 180000 okay? You can get an FHA loan for three grand. For th- sorry, 3% down. All right, 180 at 3%, that's five 6000 mm-hmm. Some people struggle to accumulate five 6000 but what if someone like me makes that go away? I mean, you could change a lot of people's lives with Absolutely. 5, 6, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, and, you know, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want it back or maybe I forgive it or maybe we could say that's your monthly bonus for 12 months and it's gone. I mean, but you got to get creative. You have mm-hmm. to, yeah. you have to want for the other person in front of you to do well. And you have to truly want it. No strings attached. No, no, you know, and you can't do it to have um, elation, not elation, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Significance or, or be mm-hmm. on social media. I mean, you know, yeah. if you're doing it, you, you know if you're doing it for the right reason. That's right. You know, yeah. so, but that's just a great example. Like, that's homeownership. And a lot of people um, don't have that path to homeownership. I mean, you have to have that person that comes in your life that says, well, what, how can I get you over that? That's right. And then here's the other thing. You know, sometimes a 3% would help, but then what, then you need to put another 2% down something goes wrong. Yeah. Like, right. you know, if a bad AC happens or this happens, but you just got to be in that. You have to have it in your spirit, in your heart to say, I want to do this. Yeah, and you have to pour into people, you have which to pour means into people. being there. And I see you at your restaurant at your at bottoms up wherever it is i see you there a lot and you're interacting with them and you have to be present yeah never do a business listen a lot of people you know i could what i do is called alternative investments right like because i mean like i'm not i'm not just parking money in the stock market or bonds or equities or whatever you know it's not a passive like it's not a blind investment to me right it's very active like our doors open and close every day right Mm -hmm. so they're alternative don't get into alternative business if you don't like what it comes up with if you don't like people, don't don't get in the customer service business. But then don't <laughs> complain that people complain because they're going to complain. Absolutely. You know, so I'll, I'll tell you a little quick story. So about two years ago during the pandemic, I was cutting a pizza um, with my right hand. My right hand had a glove on. My left hand did not have a glove on, but I didn't touch the food. I keep the left hand for my phone for my for, you know, so I can reach here. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of coordinated, right? So this, <laughs> this hand here, this hand cuts, 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 and you, and you serve it. So you have to... You just have to be multitasking, sure. you know. So, I had a lady. She was um, kind of in the in the foyer area, and she summons me. Which, oh man, you know, Type A people hate to be oh, summoned. Okay, that. man, let me tell you something. <laughs> so this right here does Come not work out. for me. Uh uh-uh, uh. Like, you know, but anyway. So, but, I, but she summons me, and out of the courtesy of customer respect, I I I um I subordinated and I said yes, ma'am. And she said, uh, you know, please don't touch my food. I said, um, how'd I touch your food? She goes, your hand touched the phone. I said, no, ma'am, that hand touched the phone. This hand did not touch the food. This hand had a glove and this hand had a cutter. So I just don't want you to touch my food. I said, did you come here to fight with me? I said, let me tell you something. Here's a, you, you have two choices. You can give me a hug and sit down or you can leave. <laughs> wow. But you can give me a hug and then sit down and I'm going to go back there. I'm going to get your food and it's going to be like the most enjoyable lunch ever. Ooh. But you're going to give me a hug right now. Oh, and I love it. you're going to sit down. And she's like, okay. And I said, I said, where's the hug? Hug it out. Yep. So I said, <laughs> give me the hug. I hugged her and she sat down. And she got her pizza, and she laughed at the end. And I think what's what we live in a society is that nine out of ten people would have said, "Man, this, 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 shut up, get oh, you yeah. know, blah, blah, blah." But you have to find the, you know, you don't know what she went through that day. Right. And I gave her that courtesy. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, after I asked for that hug, if she would have then, you know, I mean, then that's where you defend yourself, right? So I gave her, I gave the grace the first second time, mm-hmm. and she responded. She gave me grace back, and we ended that three, two, three minutes of interaction favorably. That's what's missing. She probably needed a hug. She needed a hug. That's right. And I, that was my way of telling her, man, I mean, we ain't, we're not talking about that. Because I, I didn't touch your food. <laughs> you know, like, so, so that's what's missing. Yeah, don't let your right hand know what pizza your left hand has been dealing <laughs> or with. Or your cell phone is on. <laughs> so, so you said that you, you like to start uh, your day off on a, a positive note. Uh, reading positive things. What are some of the things that that you read? Do you read books? You read you know newspaper? What are you reading? So I read a lot of like apps. I read a lot of neutral um, neutral things. So I don't like news. You know, um, what's a neutral thing? Uh, parenting. Okay. Um, uh, gardening. Gardening. Uh, <laughs> leadership. Um, entrepreneurship. Uh, finance. You know, things that have a lot of yeah. Um, yeah. And when I say facts, I mean objective facts. Like, like the weather is 78, or, you know, that's a fact. I mean, you know, but we don't need to hear, like, well, it's pretty a cold day to be 78. I don't, I don't need the noise. You know what I mean? So, so it's just a lot of, like, things that um, just inform information. And then, and then, like, best practices, right? So, like, I learn a lot of things. Like, I, I do read a lot of things about parenting because I just want to see what other people do. 
You know, so we were parents late in life. So just I read things like that. I read a lot of um, um. I read a lot of like, gold casts, like different viewpoints. And then let me tell you what other thing I do. And I read a lot of things. I read a lot from things that I disagree with, mm-hmm. because it keeps my mind incredibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say liberal, but tolerant. Elastic. Elastic. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of things and things I disagree with. So if I disagree with something, I follow that page. Um, and the reason I follow it, because I just can't let my brain be surprised by the, the evil or the nonsense that's in the world. So I have to, I have to digest it um, very purposefully, just to know that that's out there. So, so on that note, and I'm, I'm a very routine guy. Um, you know, I, I just follow the same routine every day, pretty much. Um, there's a big diversity in things that I do every single day. Are you like that? Like you get up, you read for an hour, you check in on a business? So I don't know if this is good or bad, but I've let the outside world control my world for so long that I've not been able to have a routine. Yeah. Um, and somewhere along the lines, it became an addiction. Mm-hmm. So that's only when – now I do have – you know, if I – like today, I mean, I was able to within with you guys working with my schedule, I was able to come, and I I think I came on time when I said I can come. So Perfect. there's some of that that I do. I mean, I'm a very reliable person. I'm very punctual when it comes to that way, but I've let the outside world dictate, um, and dictates the right word, lead, um, maybe put out fires, whatever you want to say. But I, you know, I try to be routine. Like I'd love to go to the gym every day or run in the morning or whatever. And, I, and for the most part, I do. But there's that there's a huge percentage of me that's being dictated by external forces, whether it's challenges, problems, meetings, um, uncertainties, whatnot. And that's been okay with me. You know, I mean, I've just lived that way for so long. And that's why I tell you, I think I one day have to train myself to walk away from it. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, and Kobe Bryant had a, um, I followed Kobe a lot, and he had a quote, and he said, he said, um, when he retired from basketball, he had a quote, he, he had a saying, and he put it in the Wall Street Journal, the New York, or USA Today, and he said, I'm ready to let you go now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've given each other all that we've had. And that basically, he was talking about basketball. Because his love affair for basketball is li- literally like so singular and so convicted and emotional. It was this thing that he had to say, man, I got to walk away from this. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do it anymore. My body can't do it. My, I can't do it at the best anymore. But he just trained his brain to walk away from it. So, But he said, it, he says, I'm ready to let you go now. And that's, I think, we... All people have to train themselves one day to say, I'm ready to let you go now. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's so powerful. I went through, this is very dorky, but uh, Marie Kondo, the KonMari method. This is of like um, essentialism or getting rid of stuff. And for a lot of people, including myself, it's like you walk into your closet. It's like, man, I've got so much stuff in here. I haven't even seen in three years, right? Mm-hmm. And what she says is, like, look at that piece of clothing you haven't seen in a year and go, hey, you served your purpose. Yep. Sayonara. Tell it goodbye. Right. Get it, yeah, tell it goodbye. And it really does free up a lot of space, not just uh, for time, but just, like, in your in your heart. No, and, you know, it's, you know, the giving mentality is proven to have so much inner, inner spirit, right? So one time someone asked me, you know, there's just being rich and, being rich and wealthy, right? Like, there's a lot, there's that, there's that little saying. So, and I learned this a while back. They say, you know, it's not what you have, it's the less you need. Mm-hmm. And I've consciously tried to train myself the last few years. It's not what I have or what I can achieve or what I can accumulate. It's the less that I need. And right now, you know, I do need some resources because, you know, I'm raising a family or whatnot. I mean, I need access to somewhat decent medicine or healthy food or, or um, living quarters, a vehicle, um, clothes, you know, uh, Soap, you know, just this, and then some things that enjoy life, right? I mean, you know, everybody, but it's not, if, if you if you think this brand new SUV is going to make you happy, and you're just going to be incredibly disappointed in a very, very, very short period of time. Because then you're not going to get the right color. I'm selling my suburban. You know, you know then you're not going to get the right color. It's not going to have the right feature. And not, don't get me wrong, nothing wrong to have a toy. But have it for the reasons that are near and dear to you, and don't let anyone else compromise that. Can we make a deal? What's that? If you ever get rid of that hat, will you give it to me? Man, you, you, can, you can get it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Listen, at, at what point, this is always a fun question for me, but it, was there a certain period of time or a day where you knew, not you made it, you never make it, like you said, it is a journey and it's all about the journey, but financially speaking, where you said, okay, I'm going to be all right. You know, so um, I lived in Rocky Mountain, Virginia, right? I'm about to answer that question. So I lived in Rocky Mountain, Virginia, and um, Rocky Mountain, Virginia was 20 minutes, 25 minutes outside of Martinsville, Virginia. And Martinsville, Virginia is on the circuit, the NASCAR circuit, okay? So believe it or not, in, 19, in the 1980s, I went to many NASCAR races. How about that? Because a lot of people <laughs> stayed in my mom and dad's uh, business and you know, we became friends with the customers and whatnot. And that that's, was the, the era of the Motor Inn, right? Like, that's when, before hoteling became major franchises and whatnot, you know, you stayed at the, the, the Motor Inn that was the Motor Inn minus the bread and breakfast, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So we actually, I actually went to Martinsville, uh, I want to say three, four times. And my dad followed a NASCAR driver called Bill Elliott. And, you know, Bill Elliott is one of the few people to ever win the, the Winston Million. He won like three, four. He won like Talladega, Daytona, and Darlington and something like that. Anyways. So that was such a big thing, right? Like in the 80s, to say you had a million dollars was a big thing. Like it was, you know, they called it the Winston Million. It was, so for the longest time, all I ever knew was success was to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was always that dream, like millionaire. Now, we all know that a millionaire doesn't mean you have a million dollars in cash, right? right. But between your net worth, your liquidity, or whatever, you have a million dollars, whatever. On the books. On the books. Mm-hmm. And my dream was to be a millionaire at 30, and I did it sooner, and I was empty inside. And, uh, and then I lost it all, and uh, when I had to come back up, I didn't do it for the number. But if there was a time in my life for three, four years, I was just chasing the zero. I was chasing, you know, everybody chases the comma, right? Mm-hmm. One comma, three zeros. Then you chase one zero comma, three zeros. Then one zero zero comma, three zeros. And I think it's awesome, but uh, I do remember when that time hit, um, it was not as good as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It was okay. When you say you lost it all, do you want to talk about that? Or yeah, no? I mean, just um, overzealous business decisions, mm-hmm. uh, putting it all on the line. And, you know, um, when I, I bought a business here when I was 22 and I sold it at 25, and that's when I achieved that status. And, um, I mean, you know, Given, given a young man, a young partnership, a million dollars in liquidity with some leverage is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, and it's also very devastating, yeah, <laughs> especially when it goes wrong. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, you know, had a couple failed. Uh, one of the lend- one of the prop projects I was in had a failed lender. You know, the FDIC mm-hmm. failed banks. Mm-hmm. I had a failed note at the bank. I mean, it was a mess. You know, so then, you know, you get this litigation, this and that. And when it was all said and done, man, it was just messy. I mean, you know, so, you know, you know, the great thing about this country is it lets you fail. Mm-hmm. You know, if you fail in Russia, Abu Dhabi, China, they'll kill you. You know, you can't owe somebody money, right? It's eye for an eye. This country doesn't kill you. They, um, they sue you. They take you to court. They settle with you. They let you come back up. So, you know. People don't understand that being the foremost democracy in the world has its advantages. You know, um, did it feel good on the inside? No. I mean, being a failure sucks. But I'm not a quitter, right? Right. But I'm certainly a failure. I'm a, I tell people all the time I'm a failed businessman. Um, but past tense. <laughs> right. You did pretty good on the come up. Yeah, That's yeah. right. You know, was a good tense. teacher. <laughs> and I'm still a failed businessman. I make decisions on a daily basis that I fail at. But overall, I don't want to consider myself a failure, but I am a failed businessman, you know? So, um, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, failures are awesome things. So, but it wasn't what I thought it was. And, and then you, when you come back up, you come back up with a different, like a, like a, like a different personal ethos and a different community ethos. And you just go from there. With the failures and the successes, and where is the time where you stop trying to innovate, stop trying to stick? I mean, obviously you hire good people around you. When do you say I'm going to let them have it? It's it, they've already had it. Yeah, they've always had it. You know, um, the last three years, believe it or not, I don't chase anything. It all comes to me, and that's probably one of the biggest blessings I've ever had. People come to me like, and I don't say that like I'm this big bad guy. I don't. I'm. I'm I mean, everybody that knows me knows, man. I'm. I stay as low to the ground as I possibly can. 
you have to build your life in a, such a significance that somebody can come to you and trust you. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you know, my dad had a saying that every dollar you'll ever make is in somebody else's hands. Mm-hmm. Well, every opportunity you'll ever have is in somebody else's hands. Yep. You know, so you have to be that person that can coach, tutor, bridge. I got a friend of mine. Um, I graduated Emory with him. And uh, he's got a son. So the, the friend that I graduated Emory with is my age. I was a very young person at Emory. I was like, when I, when I went through the program, I was like 29. But a lot of the people, the average age was like 42, whatever, 39, 42. So I was one of the youngest people in the class. Out of 75, I was like the third, fourth youngest. Anyways, so he has a son that graduated uh, high school last year, one of those uh, very, very well-regarded high school. Well, he was a NASA scholar. He went to Stanford. Um, and... Uh, he had some questions about how to do something, and his dad says, call Millen. And, man, that's the thing that I'm most proud of. Like, I'm very – like, I'm like when I say proud of, man, like, it brings weakness to me because, like, of all the people he could have told, he told me. You know, he said – you know, when, when, when someone trusts you with their kids, that's like, that's like a salutation that's just not explainable, mm-hmm. you know? So he trusts me with his child in a – you know – in a way that says, you know, guide him. And he calls me sometimes. We talk two, three times a year. And, man, he's going to invent something, okay? Let me tell you something. This kid's going to like <laughs> I mean, I mean, peop, everybody that's a billionaire invents something. And, man, his, this kid's going to invent something. You know, I mean, he's sharp. I mean, he was a NASA scholar. He was one or two NASA scholars two years ago. So you can just, you know, wow. Google up something I'm about to tell you, and you'll figure out who the kid is. But, I mean, this guy, he's going to invest. He's going to invent something. He's going to sell to SpaceX. I mean, this guy is smart. So when he calls me, he's like, what do I do? I got this guy trying to give me a million dollars. I was like, yeah, man, like, why, you know, do this, do this. He said, well, I'm worried. What if I don't have the money? I was like, listen, man, stay focused. Build it. If you build it, the resources will come. Focus on building it. You know, so you just have to remind them something. Because in the, the day, they're still kids. Yep. You know, they got some ideas that are not kidly or not youth. <laughs> but man, they got some man, genius, okay? Like, you're like man, how come I didn't think of this? But even I thought of this, I wouldn't know how to do anything. I don't know physics and all that stuff. But I mean, there's, I mean, so you know, it's it's a I get a lot of joy out of that, you know. I, and and that's where the opportunities have come from. You know, it's just come from, and and you know, there's some you would think that oh, okay, he's got this young kid in his life, he's just gonna use him and make a bunch of money. You'd be surprised half the times I, I don't invite myself in those deals. I say no, 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 go somewhere else mm-hmm. because you know, I don't want to be. What's that word? Um, a shark. Yeah. Right. I don't want to shark it. I want to. I want to guide it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, man, you know, not all money is meant to be made by you. That's right. Right. Like. You no. Know, here's the thing. If you look at the billionaires index, you look at the top fifty. They all got something really wrong with their lives. Okay. Go one to fifty. And everyone either has been. Not happily married. There's something wrong with the kids. There's something wrong with the health. There's something wrong with their siblings. There's something wrong with their families. Something is wrong. Why would you want to emulate that? Do you think that they kind of traded off some balance with, you know, just because you're rich doesn't mean you know life. Money. Yeah, just because you're rich don't mean you know life. So true. And then they want to donate all of it and find some significance. You shouldn't have donated it when you had it. You should have donated right. it in the journey. Right. Yeah. Right? Because then you're giving away to strangers. Yep. At least give to the person that got you there. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, so if you look, if you look like I mean, I'm saying just look, look at the top fifty. Like Amish Ambani, um, Mukesh Ambani in India, uh, one of the richest men in India. Doesn't get along with his brother. Don't get along with your brother. Like, I ain't saying you gotta be BFS, but don't get along with your blood brother. Right. Or I mean, Vladimir look, Putin. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Something's wrong in his life. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so like, I mean, I mean, look at Bill Gates. He's just got divorced. I mean, look at, I mean, you know, I think Buffett's got a great life. I mean, um, I don't see a lot that he's done wrong. But nonetheless, I mean, he's probably not a liar. But look at look, Jeff Bezos. He got divorced. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, so if you look at, and I'm not saying divorce is a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, two people don't get along. That's fine. But look, look at the, look at the index. Something, you can find something. Yeah. You know, you can, you can find something very distinctly. Um, the Hyatt family doesn't get along. You know, the, 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 I mean, the, the Pritzker family. So, you know, if you look at it, it's just um, the, you, can, you, can, 
if you read that, study that, learn from that, then you should be over here saying, I will never do that. So what are some of the things outside of your family and your people uh, that, that do work for you? What are some of the things that give you fulfillment? Yeah, I mean, you know, I love fitness. I mean, um, I love to be outside. I love to walk. Me too. Um, I'm kidding. I'm actually a decent basketball player, believe it or not. Um, I like to play tennis. I, I like to swim. Um, I like to go to the beach. I love traveling. I love to learn new cultures, eat new food. I love to cook. Um, I love anything where there's a, where there's a rather significant learning component. Mm -hmm. If I can learn from it, then I love it, you know? And, um, I mean, I, I'm not the kind of person, obviously, you know, my color will tell you that I'm not going to sit there in the middle of the beach just getting dark because it don't take long. <laughs> so, you know, if I'm at the beach, man, I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm either drinking, running, partying. I mean, I'm, I'm swimming. I mean, I, you know, I just you don't stay still, do you? No, man. <laughs> Um, you know, so, uh, but you know, I mean, I think I'm pretty healthy. I mean, I could probably lose a, you know, a couple of pounds here and there, but I mean, you know, I've always had a good cholesterol. I don't eat red meat. I mean, um, so, but you know, I exercise pretty and, and I try not to let things bother me. You know I mean? Um, they used to bother me and I almost, and I probably aged myself, you know, got installed my AC today. He goes, he goes, boss man, which I, I, I mean, I love it, but I hate it. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'm like, man, wow, you know, oh, you that, know means, that means the bill is going to be right. really high. Boss <laughs> man. Anyways, but I'm like, I, I, I try to, you know, I don't think I look like a boss man. But anyways, but he's like, he's a like, man, you cool people. I'm like, I appreciate that. He goes, uh, he goes, I said, young man, how old are you? He goes, uh, 21. I said, well, man, I appreciate your spirit. I appreciate you, you smiling, whatever. He goes, man, how old is you? And I said, man, I'm 40. And he's like, man, you doing something right. I was like, no, not really, man. I was like, <laughs> doing a lot of wrong things, you know, but I mean, just uh, brush my teeth, wash my face, take a bath, and don't let things bother me, you know? And, and if if I if I shave five, eight years off my age, then so be it, you know? They call me boss man down at the Sizzler. Uh, that's okay. They <laughs> love it when I walk through the door. <laughs> hey, boss man. I, I love your idea about life in 10-year increments. Yeah. What's what's the next 10 years look like for you? So, so I'll answer that question from where I think that 10 years started. Okay, so... My best 10 years of my life was 15 to 25, all right? Um, what I learned, who I became, who I matured into, and what I grew in 10 years was unreal. I went from being semi-bullied to experiencing the world and coming back and having my passport stamped 25 times. And I got married, and you know, I just had this incredible, promising um, outlook on life, which I pursued. Mm -hmm. But those was my best 10 years. Couldn't do wrong. And then... Uh, Every what goes up must come down, right? Right. So I had my worst ten years. So like 20, 20, 28 to thirty-eight was my worst ten years. And from about thirty-eight, I'm forty now. But starting at thirty-eight has been an incredible ride. And you know, if everything works out, it'll probably be my real best ten years. Mm -hmm. okay. So you know, and no, I say thirty-eight, it might be thirty-six, but you get what I'm saying. I mean. You know, but these, um, you know, so when it wasn't financial, we struggled in other ways. We, we, we couldn't have kids for five, six years, so we struggled five years, four, five years. So, you know, my, both my kids are in vitro babies. Mm -hmm. So at some point you wake up and you say, I won't be a father. Mm -hmm. I won't have kids. And you have to accept things because otherwise you'll go crazy. Yeah. And, at, you know, and at that time I just said, you know, I won't be a dad and that's okay. I'll love up on other people's kids. And, um... You know, and I made a promise, and I'm a spiritual person. I hope everybody is, because you have to believe in something outside of yourself. Um, but I made a, I remember when we were going through the infertility, um, I remember like something empowered me to have a talk to myself or to the wall or to the, or to the sky or to God or whatever. And I just, I just, I just prayed and I said, look, man, I mean, uh, I promise you that if you make me a dad, and not really for me, I needed it for my wife because she would have went crazy. I probably would have been okay. Um, I said, I promise I'll make the world a better place. And he gave me those kids, so then I got to fulfill my promise. Wow. You know, I got to put people in houses. I got to educate kids. I got to. That's awesome. You know, I have to, I always give two bucks to the person standing outside of this uh, building out front. Yeah. But guess what? I don't care what you use it for. I don't care if you use it for drugs, alcohol, food, hot dogs, chicken. It's not my business. Mm -hmm. But once it came out of my hand, the joy was done. Yep. How you use it is not my business. 
You know, so you you have to you when someone comes to you for a need, that's God testing you. What are you gonna do? But then you can't have like a condition. You know, that's why people, you know, they always say, I won't give you money, but I'll buy you food. That's a yeah. condition. Yeah. Yeah. Because it puts it back on us. It puts it back on you. Yeah. So you, you, if you had that, con- what if that person needed that money mm-hmm. to go buy a pencil or, or a pen or something to sign something? You just don't know. Right. You know, like, I mean, I one time helped someone get a haircut. And with that haircut, they had the confidence to go to get a job. So, you know, you don't know what the, but, you know, no one, no one slows down enough to care. That's right. Or very few people slow down enough to care. I shouldn't say no one. How did you get, this is the last one for me. How did you get to Southwest Georgia? We're glad you're here. I appreciate that. Um, so I bought a business. I was, um, y'all know the, uh, they call them, if you go to Ashford Dunwoody Road, there's uh, two office buildings. It used to be the W Hotel, but it might be called like the La, La, La Meridian or something. But anyways, it's at the corner of Ashfordy Dunwoody Road right across from Perimeter Mall. Mm-hmm. There's two office buildings in the back. They're kind of like twin towers or whatever. I, st- I worked in one of them. I was a consultant, and uh, like Blake said earlier, I get bored. <laughs> so I was reading that back then, you know, the AJC was gold, right? I mean, you read Absolutely. the AJC, you know, I mean, and it's still a pretty good newspaper. It's pretty it's pretty moderate. But anyways, but you, I was reading it, and... You know, as a child, it was sports first, and that's it. You throw the whole paper away. Well, then <laughs> I got 15. It was business first. Oh, yeah. Then sports, whatever. Then it was real events, then business, then sports. So, you know, what your interests <laughs> change, right, because you want to learn different things. So, anyways, yeah. I went to the business section, and um, there was a classified ad. And I forgot it was a classified ad for something or something. No, that's what it was. Um, I was looking for lease space in Columbus, and I looked at the newspaper article, and it said, Vibrant business for sale, uh, prime Georgia location. Call this, or something like that. I can't remember, and, and I might be I might be mis- mistaking my facts here, but somehow or another, I called it, and it was the person that was representing a business for sale in Albany. I've never heard of Albany. I never heard of Albany. I was 23, 20, 22. <laughs> and um, and I called it, and my dad. While I was in the office, met the guy and he looked at it and he's like, uh, Millen, it's a decent little small town business. And I was like, So, I mean, I was kind of getting bored. My boss was not nice. You know, uh-huh. if I could describe her, there's a letter with a B and I could, you know, whatever. But I mean, I mean, she just was not nice. Brat. You know? yes. I got you. Bulldog. Yeah, bulldog. <laughs> all those. You know, there's another one too. But, anyways, but, um, but, you know, she was just not nice, incredibly, um, just a bully and whatever. So, you know, my, I knew my, day, my, my days were limited, you know, because oh, yeah. I, you, you can't, you have to figure out what you can't be in life, and I can't be suppressed. Yeah. So if and once I know that's my condition, it was going to make me go crazy. So before you knew it, I was a business owner. You know, I, whatever money I had saved up, I put it put it on the line. Um, I had fifty fifty five thousand dollars saved up at twenty two. It's a lot of waiting tables, a lot of computer programming. I mean, a lot of stock market. But you know, and uh, you know, most people come out college with debt and. I was a Hope Scholar all four years, and I actually worked, you know, Making all four money. years, all four Love years, it. you know. So then made a, made a, made a business move, and and uh, and it wasn't very good to me at first. Mm-hmm. Albany, Albany was tough to me. I mean, um, you know, business wasn't immediately successful and whatnot. But hey, listen, uh, it all worked itself out, and at the end, I mean, you know, I stayed true to it, and I stayed true to the community, and the community ended up taking me. I mean, they said, you know, we're going to welcome this person, mm-hmm. and we're going to, you know. We're gonna watch this person, you know, come into our community, and we're gonna support him. We're gonna trade with him, and and we're gonna go from there. And and you know, I just did, I just did the rest of it. That's so great. well, we think you're one of the pillars in the community. Absolutely, well, I appreciate we're that. glad you're here. You. I appreciate that. I mean, I I don't to be I I've never looked at myself in that regard. Uh, I still don't, and you know, I just you know, I usually end most conversations with, if, "Let me know if I can ever help you." Well, this segment is called. Uh, well, well, let me let me just give you an example, but we'll tell you why it's called what it is. This segment is called First Class or Bus Pass. Now, let me give you an example. Blake, First Class or Bus Pass, the beach? I'd say First Class, but I have to get one of those little tents that I can sit in so I don't get burned like a lobster. Okay, so First Class for you. I would say it's Bus Pass for me. Only because I'm just tired of everybody looking at my body. You know, I'm not a piece of meat. <laughs> I'm kidding. So Blake's got a list of, we're just going to, this is rapid fire, so people can 
get in to see you a little bit more. This is fun. Rapid so, fire. So, and let me make sure I don't read into it. Sure, sure, sure. Do you mean the journey to get there or the style in which, when you're there? The stuff itself. If I can say the beach, it's first class. Like, I love it. Okay. The beach, oh, I hate it. Ah, yeah. oh, it's bus pass. Okay. I got you. <laughs> and, and just a one sentence. No, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, go for it, Blake. Uh, camping. Oh, bus pass. Amen, brother. I don't do mosquitoes. God, no. I mean, like, dude, there's. Uh-uh. Do they have air conditioning in the camping? Uh, I, can, I don't need the AC, but man, <laughs> the bugs, dude. I'm, mm-mm. Heck they, no. they they bite dark people, okay? <laughs> they bite they bite these clear people. No, like sir, you too, they man. bite. I mean, I mean, I got three on my ankle right now. You want to see? <laughs> Look at this silky smooth skin. And, I mean, I mean, no, sir. <laughs> what and, about uh, Johnny Depp? <sighs> Bus pass. Too much drama. Come on. He's an actor. Yeah, a lot of drama. Johnny drama, uh, zoning laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, these were tailored just for you. Miller. First class, because if it was easy, everyone would do. Amen. That's a good right idea. Uh, Reebok. Like Allen Iverson Reebok. Reebok. Um, I'm a Nike man, so bus pass. Okay. But I did have the answers. I had the question shoes. Very uh-huh. comfortable, by the way. They had that little mesh in it. Remember? Oh yeah. A little. I, I had a pair. But the OGs, I mean, but yeah. The uh, I had that. They they were called. The, so they had two shoes. They had the the question and the answer. I had the questions. Oh man. <laughs> two colors. I was wearing rock ports. You know, so, when I was a teenager. so we didn't call those Reeboks. We just called those the questions. <laughs> rock ports. Okay. Love uh, Taco Bell. First class. What's your fave? Come on, man. Mexican pizza. It's oh, back. Right. I'm so glad it's back. <laughs> Last one, Jack Harlow. Man, diamond first class, you know? Man, oh, yeah. Yeah, man, the man's got a story. You know, you, you got to love someone that um, came from the bottom. And, and, you know, he did it so gracefully and he brought a lot of people joy. And that's who you want to see win. He absolutely is first class. Very much so. First class. <laughs> wow, I hadn't heard you sing on this yet. Dude, listen, um, we are so thankful oh, that yeah. you came today. You're one of my faves in town. You're um, first class. And uh, I, I've got to ask you one question before you leave. Can I hold $2? Man, you can hold four. <laughs> <laughs> hold a dollar. I'll double it. Thanks, Millen, for being here. Thank you so much for your time, man. We appreciate it. And you're coming back in just a few. You're going to repeat guests in a few months. We need you back. Oh no problem, man. Just uh, the challenge is on you. You better, you better, you better uh, escalate the questions. I will do it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Today's show is brought to you in part by Concrete Enterprises. Visit the Concrete Enterprises family of businesses at cefamily.co. That's cefamily.co. Due process, standardize, onboard, and optimize. Click or call today. See how we can help take your business to the next level. DueProcessUSA.com. Process is Everything is a production of the Levy Studios. It's the right thing to do. Visit TheLevyStudios.com for more information. Subscribe to Process is Everything wherever you find your favorite podcast. Process is Everything.